0: With me today are Louis D'Souza and Anne-Marie Young. This is your Daily Dose of Happy. We are so happy you decided to join us today. And if you've been having a little difficulty accessing the podcast in the last 24 hours, that's understandable because I broke the website. (laughs) I really did. I didn't intend to. It wasn't intentional. I was just doing some basic normal updates and all of a sudden the back end... Of the, uh, I, I use WordPress for the website. The back end just went kablooey and I went through all the usual steps that I know. I know quite a few for fixing it and none of the usual steps worked. And so I tried to do a recovery and the recovery broke the front end. So it's just, it's been an interesting time, but, uh, I'm, I'm now in the process. I, over the last, uh, 16, 17 hours, something like that, I have been uploading a backup that I have so that, uh, the server can turn that into, uh, an older version of the website, and then I have to load in all the content since then. So probably sometime later on tonight, everything will be back to normal. And by the time you hear this, it will already be back to normal because most of you can't even get the episodes right now because the website's broken, but that's all right. It'll all be fixed very, very soon. But that kind of gives you an idea of how my last uh, few days have gone. <laughs> Not the greatest in the world. <laughs> But that's how I'm doing. Louie, you've been through, uh, you you actually got COVID, which is an interesting thing. Uh, I mean, first of all, we're happy that you're in great shape. You're doing very well. Um, But it's interesting because you'd actually alluded to, you know, how you couldn't get it and you finally got it. But how you got it is kind of weird because you didn't know you had it, right? Whoops. No microphone. Your microphone is not working. Sorry. better.
1: Um, yeah, I decided I was going to a meeting. So, you know, they suggested that we check ourselves before we go to it. So I did. And then I found out I had COVID. but the only symptom I had was I just needed to sleep a lot.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: I was very, very, very aware if there was anything to do with chest because I've, you know, I've had asthma and I understand chest related ailments and I couldn't perceive any at all from Corona, which was interesting. It was just something I was. Very focused on.
0: But you're feeling not better. Not much now? to say, really. <laughs> but you're feeling better. That's, I mean, not that you were feeling bad, but you're feeling well, I guess I'm trying to say.
1: Yeah, I was aware that I had something that I didn't know I had, and then I didn't have it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is good. That was- That's great. News.
2: <laughs> and that was like me. I just tested myself routinely because we were going around a friend's house and the little extra line popped up and i was a bit oh where did you come from and i, I, I did get poorly as the, the day as the week went on um but like you i'm asthmatic um not to the extreme that you were as a child but i was a bit worried about the whole chest thing but it fortunately didn't didn't hit that area
1: mm-hmm. yeah you would know if it does it's mm. you know, we understand that but the thing that I was impressed with was the test kits because they were very, very accurate. They were showed you when you were starting, when you were full blown, when you were less, and then I sent away for the, the proper one and then they tested me positive as well. So it was all in conjunction. You know, everything was synchronized and everything was working correctly and uh, so which is not something I was actually expecting the, the level of accuracy from these little tests that you do at home, but mm. it looks like they've got it spot on, you know, really have, at least in the UK. Um, so I was very, very impressed with that. <laughs> mm. <laughs> to get, okay. Give them the thumbs up with when it comes to the test kits.
0: All right. Very good. I have to admit I've never been tested for it. So given your experience now, I'm wondering maybe, did I have it at some point and not know it? It's certainly possible. It's very likely, very likely. Yeah, and with uh, see, I, I specifically
1: that, registered for it because I, you, you don't have to have the vaccine for six months, you know, if you ever wanted to have the vaccine. So you, you, you've now got your natural immunity, which they give you six months for. So I kind of like the idea.
0: Oh, I see. <laughs> so, uh, so this must be a, a thing in the UK because it's not something I recognize for the US.
1: Yeah. Must be.
0: So, basically, once you've tested positive <laughs> and then tested negative, you're good to go. You're considered good to go. You can go anywhere that vaccinated people can go and that sort of thing. That's correct. That's got correct. it. Okay.
2: My, mind yeah. you, we're not finding that in our school. I don't know if it's just because it's a different variant, but so many people are coming down with it for the second time after, within a few months.
1: Oh, you mean they've got COVID and they've got COVID again? Yes.
2: Yeah. Yes.
1: Well, I don't know if it's COVID and then the variant or, you know, it's very difficult to tell because as far as I understand the tests, m- m- check for both. They, they can't differentiate between the two. Um, yeah. um, what's it?
2: I'm
1: a Um, um, yeah, that thing. Um, <laughs>
0: that <COVID. laughs> the fourth variant. The, yeah, there four variants so far, Alpha, Beta, Gamma, Omicron.
1: Because, um, you know, we went to the Rotary meeting and 10, ten of us landed up with the, the virus, just one meeting. Wow. <laughs> so I've realized a few things. One is the uh, whatever version we had was very virulent. Um, and the other thing is the test kits are very accurate. Extremely. Well, that's a good, good thing. thing. Mm. That's a very but good. Thing. It's nice, nice to officially know that I've I've had it. Um, I, I like the idea. Mm. Why is that? Uh, first of all, just to see how to it, how I'd handle it. I'm, I was always curious mm-hmm. if it would have, you know, because of my asthma in the past and all the rest of it. If I if I would have any. Ill effects on my chest side, uh, but again, you know, I've been sure. out of that for so many years that I, I doubted very much it would, but I'm still curious. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other side is just the, um, the, the recognition of the natural vaccine, uh, the, the, the natural antibodies from getting the virus. Uh, I, I like that idea too.
0: All right. Very good. Uh, I am curious to know. Uh, I mean, we don't want to spend the whole show on having COVID and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I'm curious to know what role, well, I know there's a role here. Let me phrase that differently. To what extent do you believe that your vibration and Emory, this is true for you too, because you went through it as well. To what extent do you believe that your vibration impacted the degree of severity or non-severity of the illness that you experienced? Hmm. I'd like to say a lot, but if,
1: if the virus attacks somewhere where you're vulnerable, even though on average, you're very high, it can still take you to the cleaners. So I've learned that even though I'm often very, very well and really, really healthy that, things can still slip in and and really take you out mm-hmm. so you know to me it's more important that i'm able to heal myself quickly or relatively quickly depending on the severity um rather than worrying about the severity or getting anything it's, it's more to me being able to deal with it once i've got it mm-hmm
0: okay
2: and for me, I pretty much knew I was going to get it because um, I'd always been saying, oh, as long as I don't have it for Christmas, I don't mind. As long as I don't <laughs> have it for Christmas, <laughs>
0: so,
2: <laughs> I kind of knew that I was going to get it after Christmas. Um And actually, for me, I'm quite grateful for it because it's weird because even though I didn't feel very well at all, my body hurt, just sitting in front of a computer screen made me feel really nauseous and really dizzy. So I was under the impression that like my body needed a break. I was busy over Christmas. My body needed to stop. And this Mm -hmm. was that stop point. And I got that week of doing nothing because I couldn't. So it's not like I felt ill and could sit at the computer and still work. I couldn't even do that. I had Mm -hmm. to stop. So for me, I kind of wished it (laughs) in the way I was going, as long as I have it after Christmas. And, yeah, my, my body was going... So sort,
0: of, sort of a forced separation from work is what it is.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. literally I needed to stop and this is the one way that I could do it.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Any uh, last minute takeaways before we move on? No, I don't think so. Okay. Well, um, in addition to the issue that I already mentioned about the website, the Yellow Way Today website, and the Yellow Way Today podcast episodes, which have not been going out in the last 24 hours or so. <laughs> um, because of that, I also got held up in terms of putting together the recordings for the summit. Uh, what I can tell you is I've got the first day's worth of recordings edited, and they're, they're not... I can't say they're in the can, so to speak, but they're made, and I, I basically have to go through and just play them, make sure everything's good, and then I'll be publishing them well, I was hoping to publish them today. I'm hoping I can publish them to now, to now tomorrow, you know, assuming I can get the, the website fixed. Um, but, uh, I just wanted to keep people up to date who, uh, have been waiting for those, those recordings. They are coming just a little more delayed than they were before, <laughs> but just be patient with me. We are going to get it out as soon as we possibly can. And of course we have, we still have one workshop left. Um, it was supposed to happen this past Thursday. It got postponed to this coming Thursday. So that's the, uh, Kelly Coulter workshop. Um, so we'll be sending out an email about that as well. So there we go. That's all the announcements. There are no, uh, the only announcement left is there are no more announcements. That's it. Okay. <laughs> so as you can imagine, my my weekend was a bit stressful because of all that. One of the things that I did do over the weekend, uh, I actually signed up for a couple of courses uh, put out by people who were presenters at the summit. And I've been starting to dig into those. That's been kind of interesting. Um, and part of my motivation for doing it was because I was being thrown all these curveballs and getting knocked off my feet in terms of what I was trying to do, I figured, well, let's let's start doing some of these things so that I can get back in alignment, back on balance and so forth. And I've only just barely touched each of them. I, the ones that I took were the uh, the Kickstart program that Dan Mangano offers, and I also signed up for Disha Wadup's um, course on, um, how she teaches people how to, uh, build and monetize their Facebook groups. And just the act of, interestingly enough, just the act of signing up for those courses and, and like doing the first video or two, it was a great way to get back into alignment. I didn't really expect that. I thought it was just. You know, that's something that you do when you're taking a course and you just kind of take the course. But it actually was such a nice distraction. It got me back into alignment, which was pretty cool. So it just goes to show there are lots of different ways to get back into alignment. I like that.
2: Did you feel like you were taking some of that power back?
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, they talk about mindfulness. And who did you sell it to? I, I haven't figured that one out yet. I'm still <laughs> I'm still trying to decide, yeah. <clears throat> I don't know who I sold. I'm not even sure I sold it. I probably gave it away knowing me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm here. Take it. You know, I don't need the alignment. Go ahead. Take it for a while. Yeah, that, that, That's my, my usual pattern. <laughs> I but, just wanted uh, to
1: say hi to Luke and Sam. Good to hey, be. guys. Good to see you online.
0: Yeah. Nice to see both of you. Um, but yeah, it's been, uh, it's been an, an interesting few days. I'm, I'm looking forward to a, a new and refreshing month now that we're at the end of January. I, I, I'm thinking of February as being a, uh, a, a refreshing new start, um, so to speak. So that's where I am vibrationally and emotionally and all that kind of stuff. So you guys have, I'm, I know Louis, you didn't, you had a symptom free weekend. And Anne I we've been doing a little chatting, but I don't really know much about what you guys are doing. But anything interesting, fun, exciting, scary, wonderful, terrifying happening?
2: <laughs> no, my life's not that exciting. Um, no, we we've got we've got a little friend stand, we've got we're dog sitting this week, so I've had like lots of lovely walks with the dog. And it's amazing when you've got a dog, how many people interact with you?
1: Oh yeah.
2: And just smiles, little chats.
1: Mm-hmm. and
2: how friendly little dogs are and you know that was quite lovely just to have that whole observation of a different world um but a very friendly <laughs> and cute one
0: <laughs> that's good though that's nice
1: i remember and Anne- and marie when i was a student there was this girl who had this lovely dog and i was quite good friends with her and she kept on saying to me oh i wish people would pay me as much attention as i do my dog <laughs> <laughs>
0: jealous of it's the dog it's true <laughs> of course there are other people who use the dog as the way to get the attention and get the attention for the dog and all of a sudden now you're getting the attention vicariously so i guess it depends on how you look at it right
2: yeah mm. absolutely yeah.
0: Now, do, you also find, do you also find Sorry. that you're interacting with other dog walkers
2: yeah yeah absolutely that it's like because mm-hmm. the dogs stop and right sniff other parts of their bodies, which is quite bizarre. I'm glad humans don't do that. Um, Ooh, I'm glad that's not a woman. human greeting.
0: <laughs>
2: um, but, yeah, you just have little chats and, you know, you get the people who just, you, you begin to see the same faces as well. And, it, yeah, it's really friendly. It's really sweet. It's a bit have like it- when you have babies and all the old old people stop and have a look at the baby. Mm-hmm. It's a bit mm-hmm. like that.
0: Do, do you have a dog park that you took it to? I don't know if you have anything like that near you, but I'm just curious.
2: I, no, no, we just literally took it. We've got lots of little walks around here. It's like a lots of oh, okay. little kind of cycle paths and we we just go around there mm-hmm. and take the kids with their roller skates and stuff.
0: Yeah, I don't know how big those are in the UK. In the US, they're pretty big and... You, you, you just walk by wherever there's one of these dog parks and you can see all the owners they're all kind of uh, chatting around the fence and the dogs are just running all over the place inside having a great time
2: but, oh we don't yeah. have them here do they have those near you Louis?
1: what, what were these? dog parks mm, we, we've we got the Foxley Woods which is for the foxes but um, it's mostly dogs there <laughs> <laughs> oh okay <laughs> Um, so we've got quite a few parks and, um, forests around here, which are very dog friendly. Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. I guess they're a thing here in the United States. They're just, they're designated spaces where dogs and their dog owners can come and mingle and the dogs just all get to interact off leash, so to speak. Because it's, it's in a confined area, yeah, yeah, and, and they just love it. You can just tell the dogs are having a great time. They even have little playgrounds for some of them. I mean, it's great.
2: <laughs> but it's so nice to be around an animal, and that there's just there's no judgment from an animal. From an animal, is there? They've just mm. they're just beautiful things, and you can just tell. Maybe from dogs, just... I'm not
1: so sure about
0: cats.
2: Oh yeah, particularly <laughs> yeah, oh, vicious cat once.
0: I do know this guy next to me actually this lady next to me would possibly disagree she's looking for a lot of attention right now but nevertheless she would possibly dis- disagree with that <laughs> it's unusual for her to be sniffing at me while I'm doing the, sh- the, the show but all of a sudden she's wanting a
2: whole bunch of attention <laughs> that's because she's talking about another pet she's not happy
0: this is true well you, <laughs> actually you know her then <laughs> <laughs> because that's exactly how she is. Yeah. Well, two cats in the house, and you know, if I'm giving any attention to the other cat, that's not a good thing. You can just her her face is like in a permanent pout whenever I'm giving attention to the other cat. Yeah, so you can see it. <laughs> no, they're fun, and you're right; they are the ultimate givers of love, the ultimate approvers. Um, they are. They they just well it's one of my items on my list I have a list of things that I go to if I can't remember what I can do to get myself into a better feeling place one of the items on the list play with and pet the cats and it's yeah. actually it's number five on the list because it's near the top because it's one of the better ones it, it works pretty well mm. so I like that one
1: we've been um, <clears throat> doing some uh, renovation in the house so uh, a lot of painting and uh, a lot of taping. You know, there's so much prep to painting. Painting takes seconds; mm. for the prep, oh my god! Yes, <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, uh, the inconvenience is temporary. The improvements are permanent. This is true.
0: <laughs> and you get really good with the marker tape, so sure
1: you do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, o- the other thing I've been doing is is getting more into the soil. Um, and there's a group I've joined. It's called conscious planet. Ah. And <clears throat> they're doing training at the moment to teach you how to talk to other people about the soil. And ah. just on the video conference call I was on, there was over 700 people. Wow. And, uh, they focused on, on, on March the first starting, um, a tour all around. Many, many of the countries, and I think they've got a hundred and ninety countries looking into it, and, and it's all about getting a governmental policy change at the end of it, so they're looking at millions uh, billions of people, at least three billion people exposed to it and signed up in some way or another um, to to get the momentum necessary to get um policy change and the policy change is like a one percent policy change, so it's a very small one that they're aiming for but getting it in 190 countries around the world. Um, and six of them are already very actively involved already before we've even started. <clears throat> um, so it's it's just really interesting because it's a really great bunch of people and really focused on on sharing um, soil desertification.
0: Three billion, uh, that's, that's a significant number. I mean, there are eight billion people on the planet. That's three-eighths of the planet.
1: That's huge. Yep. yep, and the individual that's running it has has had 125 million people in India already um, get, got a policy change there for the farmers, etc. So um, very, very focused and clear individual who's
0: running it all. What kind of policy changes are they looking for too? I'm curious. What's, 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 you said that they're going for that, that,
1: that's still being clarified. I think it's going to be different in different countries. Ah, slightly different. Um, but the bottom line is, uh, doing something like saying, Oh, to the farmers, because it's an agricultural issue, 99% of it. Um, we will give you money depending on the quality of your soil so the more soil it is and the less uh, sand it is then you will uh you'll get reimbursed for that so instead of all the different ways that farmers are reimbursed they're now going to be reimbursed and really focusing on um on, on enhancing the soil not tilling the soil not exposing it to the elements um and and the the. The farmers are doing many things at the moment, you know even the the big farmers where they come by ha- come by harvesters, et cetera. so what they 're doing is they they're cutting down the top and they, they're getting all the wheat and stuff, and then they 've just got this mulch at the at, at the at the back end of that, and immediately after it they they're planting a, a ground crop over it, like literally while they 're cutting the thing down there's another machine going they 're planting the the ground cover in this mulch without tilling it at all. So they're not doing any tilling anymore, which means they need less fertilizer because the ground cover they're putting in is now putting nitrates and things back into the ground. Um so there's there's a lot of different ways. I mean there's the organic farmer and there's this farmer and there's that farmer and they're all doing things slightly differently, but they they're all learning from the um the eco friendly groups. Uh, out there and all the information that they've gathered and put out. Um, so they, they, they taking what they can and putting it into, into place in their farms to the best of their abilities. So it's really interesting to watch each of them doing a little bit in their own way in their own, own time. But so, uh,
0: yeah. Interesting that they're trying to get the governments to incentivize. And I say that because you're talking about having three eighths of the planet involved in supporting this in one to one degree or another, I'm thinking, what happens if they use the three billion to crowdfund? I mean, well, it's three billion to... people, there's no money. Oh, okay, yeah. I, well, I'm just saying, if you have three billion people giving something, you got a mm. bunch of money that you can use to incentivize, you can skip the government and just go they're, right They're not necessarily
1: it. looking for any money, they just would they're just looking to raise awareness. There's been no mention of that.
0: The, well, they're trying the to get the government's. They're trying to get various governments to do things. They're trying to get the governments yeah, yeah. to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all I'm thinking is it's just because governments, I know something about governments because I studied them for years. Governments can be pretty hard to move sometimes. You probably, probably actually would spend less money, uh, just incentivizing directly than trying to get the governments to do something, even with three billion people behind you. But that's just my observation. I don't know.
1: You know, there's going to be many different ways this is going to spill out. There's educational groups, there are farming groups, there are, um, nutritional groups, you know, so, so there's the, the whole group, which is just say 700 in our small group, um, of teachers. And that, you know, they give you videos, they give you, um, pamphlets, they give you things to put on Facebook, you know, they, they give you, they cover all the bases so there's very little you have to do besides repost and mm. um train a little bit on how to sell soil uh awareness which is for me obviously not difficult <clears throat> but they give people a script so you know if if they want to do it that way or go to a school and or whatever or, or somebody wants to see what you're talking about you can you can give them some information and then you know um massage it out to however works best with your, your knowledge and your character. Uh-huh. So, you know, I'll, I'll be doing, doing it to Rotary. I'll be, I'll be going, giving them a, a talk on soil and, you know, all the rest of it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so there, there's, I don't know. It's, uh, it's just really interesting. I think the awareness that an origin, in 1930, you now need eight of those to get the same level of nutritional value. today. Mm-hmm.
2: So are they are they going in with small changes, knowing that that'll have a big impact, and then they can well, grab the interest to the awareness change? is
1: there? You can now ride on that because they are not pushing yeah. against um, big pharma. They're not pushing against um, all the stuff that they put on the fields, from poisons to um, food. But once you start understanding the whole thing, it becomes, it's really complicated. <clears throat> you have to stand, <clears throat> you have to understand the whole farming policy of all the different countries. And, you know, during the war, there was a lot of, uh, second world war, there was a lot of, um, need for extra food. So they, they forced, they encouraged the farmers very drastically to, to, to farm every little inch of their land. And then, afterwards there was this huge excess and then they didn't know what to do with the excess and then they started feeding this corn to the cows which actually damaged them but they had so much of it they could only sell so much and store so much and then they had to use the rest So, um and then you start realizing how damaging that is for the cows and chickens, etcetera, and the pigs, where they, they're feeding them all this corn. You know, your corn fed is one of the things that they put up, but it's actually yeah. very bad for the animals when you start digging into it. And then, you know, the <clears throat> the whole implication of the whole cycle of this um agriculture is really scary when you start going into it. It is devastating to our planet um and what you realize all it's doing is it's taking the natural um way the planet has lived for billions of years or millions of years or however you want to look at it and now suddenly in the last 70 to 100 years it's massively changed it and it's ripped all these natural you know animals predators grazers you know the 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 predators used to keep the grazers down and the grazers um used to feed the the uh, hunters and so you had this whole dynamic going on which of course we've all got farmlands now it's all farmed so it's all bordered and you know the animals can't roam anymore and that whole bio- natural biodiversity has just been destroyed on on so many yeah. different levels Um, and then there's this long-term impact which is coming in. And, you know, if we do something about it now, we're going to, you know, and I'm not one to jump on a bandwagon, you know me, Um, but if we do something about it now, I think it will be a lot easier to help
0: move forward than if we do it in, say, 30 or 40 years' time. Yeah, you're more likely to jump into a sauna than onto a bandwagon. We know that for sure. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh,
1: you know, I'm really finding it interesting because there's also a lot I didn't know. That that book that I was talking about, I've now fully read it. Um, the one about the vegetarian myth. Yeah. And, my gosh, the level of information this lady's got is unbelievable. How she puts the pieces of the puzzle together in a way I've never seen any book or any person do. But it must have taken her years to put this piece of the, I mean, 20 <laughs> years as a vegetarian and a focus um, and understanding, it's, it's really it's been an eye-opener for me. I think everybody on the planet should read that book. But then, you know, Body Many Cries for Water, they should read Illusions, they should read. There, there are a few of them, but this is now <laughs> another one of them that, that they should read because it really helps you understand what is the cycle of life on this planet and how it works. It's really, really interesting
0: one of the things that i have found to be challenging about many movements that people try to create is the heavy emphasis that they almost always have i, I, I won't say 100% but 99.9% of them have a very heavy emphasis on here is what's wrong here's what mm. we don't like here's what here here's all the things that have to change because they're so bad and so forth and uh, every time i see or hear about one of these movements that are being created, the thought that goes through my mind is, I wonder if this one is actually going to buck the, 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 the trend and decide to start focusing on this is what we want instead. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious, are they focusing on this is what they want instead?
1: Absolutely. Um, you know, as I say, they're not pushing against the drug companies. They're not pushing against anything. They're bringing a short videos in about the level of awareness of what, what where the problem is and then they they going on and on and on about solutions um and they're really hammering that aspect so uh in the beginning, you need to make people aware of what where the problem is so so there is there is an aspect and there is time spent on that. I wouldn't mm-hmm. say it's less than seventeen seconds. <laughs> I wish it was <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um you know it does it does need a little bit of explanation um and it is a relatively complex issue depends how deeply you want to go into it it 's actually a very complex issue um but you can talk about it on a very very general level quite easily and quite simply you know what 's the the one thing I like saying to anybody is do you know what the difference between soil and sand is
0: mm-hmm.
1: that 's how can I start you, my conversation
0: <laughs> can can you give us a a teaser about what some of those solutions are like, what what, what are they proposing that, that uh, can be done?
1: Uh, there's just so many things world. One, one is uh, it's complicated because you can't separate water from the whole thing. So, Once you have improved the soil, the soil has got better plants and trees, then you get better rainfall and you get better water. So it's one of the solutions is just planting trees. Another one, as I've mentioned to you before, is Just just Dig It, the project, which is just digging room-size trenches in drought-stricken areas, which collect the water allow the seeds to grow um and you get a a far quicker uptake of 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 grass etc so there's a just dig it method there's um taking a tree in the bush felt and cutting away the lower branches and tying it together so that you're forcing it to go up a little quicker and easier is in a tremendous way of bringing more um Shades, so that you can get more growth underneath it and the et cetera so mm. um, again non tilling, which is the biggie for for farmers, biggie biggie, so you've now got machines that go out there and it'll go through any covering, just stick in a seed along the way without having to till the ground to be able to plant the seeds, et cetera, so now you're just sticking a seed in where you've got all these new machines that are doing these non till method of farming um so biodiversity is bringing more and more different plants together on the same field which is hugely beneficial because the one leeches off the other leeches off the other and they now understand them which one is benefit next beneficial next to the next one so you've got this whole dynamic going on um about biodiversity but a farmer can't put a a combine harvester through uh, where you've got apples pears peaches grapes and (laughs) and corn all in the same place so you now have to do something completely different but you get more crops more often because you've got the biodiversity aspect you've got the more different plant structures so you you're getting money in at different times of the month where you wouldn't have expected it normally out of the old method so and also, the the big thing about biodiversity is it improves the soil massively and rather quickly. So you've got that as well. So there's there's so many dimensions. And when you've got better ground cover, you've got better absorption of water. When you've got better, you get longer roots. When you've got longer roots coming, then you're getting the water to go into the ground and not run off into the streams, etc. So then more plant can grow, and then you got more biodiversity. And then you've got more organic matter in your soil, which is what it's all really about, is to get more organic matter in your soil.
0: So the um, videos that you made reference to, I'm going to take a guess and hopefully be correct that in my my inference that these videos include case studies, like here's an example of somebody who had, had situation X. Here's what the soil was like. Here's what was going on with the water and so forth. And he started doing this. And over the course of a 10 month period, X, Y and Z happened. I, I mean, I'm I'm hoping that's,
1: that's there. There, there are about. hundreds of those and they long documentaries and they need to be to be explain all the implications of what it was like before and how how it progressed and how they did it, etc. But these ones are more about making people aware of where the problem is and what it kind of looks like and what the possible solutions is by joining a group, getting, getting a policy change in a government because the, the way the individual is running this, he's very clear that you need to get the governments involved and not circumvent them or fight them or push around them or whatever. You need to go right to the jugular you need to get into um, into into that into it from that method and from that direction
0: Why does he uh, so feel working that's so with important. the existing
1: system and not bucking it
0: when you say working within the existing system what you're really saying is changing the existing system
1: If you are fighting the government all the time, you can try change it that way or you can try work with the government and change it that way. So, yes, changing the system, but Mm -hmm. more from within rather than an external conflict. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, sure. I mean, anytime you're creating a conflict, that's going to create issues of its own. That's just Mm. the way that's going to work. It doesn't mean necessarily that you have to work with the government i I mean that's an interesting claim that he's making but i I don't want to get into much of a debate about that i just Mm -hmm. just kind of caught my attention but that's good though i'm glad that they're doing that i'm sorry go ahead amory
2: no it's just because it just kind of seems like a win-win to me if it's going to help the planet it's going to increase our nutrition and our food which make people more healthy um just Reduce like coronavirus would... symptoms. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> it was cured by organic carrots. Um... <laughs> but no, it just—it literally just seems like why? Why wouldn't you invest into something exactly. like that? that's that, literally that, going to help the, the whole world?
1: That's the way they're coming in. Is it's a win-win-win-win-win-win
2: mm.
1: all around, um, and they're not pushing too hard to get a like a massive change of this or that. So. Yeah, I mean, the first thing they're just doing is raising the awareness. And so that's what the, the first section is all about. But as I say, there are a lot of videos and like this book that I've just read. Um And I haven't read The Omnivore Dilemma. But oh, it sounds Jeffrey. interesting, Jeffrey. Yeah. Um, the Omnivore's Dilemma. Okay. You see, all these books land up seem to be at the moment, at least the ones I'm reading, I mean, of course, it's a law of attraction. Um, they land up talking about soil, you know, the vegetarian myth, soil. Um, the um the soil book, of course, soil. Um, <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> go the soil. There's a surprise. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, I'm sure this om- omnivore dilemma is going is to be related to soil again in some shape or form. Um Because, you know, everything that we eat um, makes up our, hum- our physical body and it all comes from soil ultimately. So we're an accumulation of soil.
0: Anything by E.O. Wilson is good too, he says. E.O. Okay. E.
1: Wilson. I'll have a look at E.O. Wilson. All
0: right.
1: There's a lot of references in the uh, vegetarian myth. I mean, a lot. I mean, a lot. She has... that. She she refers to study after, study after study after study after study after study of people who have done studies on all these things. She doesn't make any of it up. She she's she really she's puts it down very very clearly. So anybody who wants to really research it can mm-hmm. can go in in full depth. There's a whole lot of books she recommends and 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 she summarizes everything they say and um, puts it in an easy way to understand. But I've seen YouTube videos of her now. Um uh, you can just by looking at her body, you can see that pain in her body, but you can see that the level of acceptance that she has with it as well. It's it's really quite clear in the in the YouTube videos. Um, mm-hmm. and I have to admire her for that because I can I can feel that. I can see it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um she's really harmed her body, but she's come to a better place and
0: she's learned to live with where she's at. I remember the last time we spoke about her, you were, you were reading her book. You had just read the first few parts where she was laying out all of the issues and I'd asked you about the solutions mm. and you said, well, I hadn't gotten that far yet. I'm curious. Have you gotten that far?
1: <laughs> yeah. The last chapter is all about solutions. <laughs> so <laughs> there's a lot about the different challenges. I mean, I didn't know there was a political vegetarian there's uh, um, a nutritional vegetarian, there is um, a social vegetarian I don't know, there's there's three or four different types of vegetarians that are very distinctly different and I was like what? I thought a vegetarian was a vegetarian
2: (laughs) I'm I'm a vegetarian who's just never liked me
1: (laughs) (laughs) so Do you, do you ever, do you have eggs and fish?
2: Yes. I don't have fish. I have eggs.
1: Yeah. Okay. So eggs is vegetarian. Um, but as soon as you start going to vegan and start cutting that out as well, Mm. the body can start taking a huge amount of strain. She says Mm. nobody is a a true vegan for more than three months, which is an interesting statement from a vegetarian.
0: I wonder Um, how many vegans are going to take, take take issue with that. I, oh, I'm yeah, not a vegan, no,
1: no. so I don't she, know. But. She she says that the vegans, are, well, they already do hate her, but <laughs> 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 she, she she was completely expecting it. What, what she's laid out in this book absolutely blows their belief structure to absolute pieces. <laughs> and, um, you know, she has, they they hate her even more than a lot of the other people, because the other people have gone and said, oh, it's okay to eat meat and all the rest. When she says... No, I still think it's wrong. The, the way that, you know, they're put in small pens and the way they have to eat and the way they slaughtered, et cetera. Um, you know, if you buy organic stuff, that's okay. But, you know, the, the general way these things are farmed is, is ridiculous and it's terrible. And she has not changed her opinion on that at all. And, and then so she's still got one foot in the one camp and the other one because <laughs> she says it's vegetarianism is really a religion after a while. You know, it's it's putting out your beliefs there very, very strongly. Um <clears throat> in many ways. Uh and that was really interesting to the degree to which it is really, really passionate. She says she was going on this one vegetarian farm and uh they had this course there. And she was just looking at all the health issues, all the different people there and um Starting to see very very clearly after a while um, how it affects the the vegetarians and the vegans um, if they do it for any long term, but she says a lot of them cheat, and many of them have confessed to her that they've cheated along the way she mm-hmm. she managed to, to to maintain it for twenty years, but she destroyed her body on so many different levels. <laughs> And she started explaining why, you know, and, and it starts becoming very clear after a while how it's so complicated. You, you've got all these, um, what what is the stuff they put on the field? So it's pesticides and? Fertilizer. Fertilizer, that's the word I'm looking for. So the fertilizer, once that came out, and the pesticides, a combination of them, it increased the growth of food on this planet by about 200%. Mm-hmm. It's a massive jump, okay? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So then, then she says to where how do you get the nitrates and all the rest of it back into the soil? So if you're using fertilizer, what's that? Crushed rock. Crushed rock requires fossil fuels traveling around the planet, carbon footprint, blah, 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 blah. But if you've got cows and you use their poo, then, you know, you can just put it on the farms like they do all over the UK. Yeah, you go past any farm in the UK and it stinks of high heaven <laughs> of <the tea. clears throat> Which is a healthy, good way of doing it instead of using, going and paying for um, fertilizer. So you, you now realize that you would not get this good stuff out of a cow unless it had so many rumens, so many stomachs. And it goes through the whole process to be able to take the cellulose or whatever it is from, from the, from the grass and, and process it all through all these different rumens so that you can get the good fat, which is very, very healthy for you. You can get, um, the meat, which is very good for you. Um, you can get the poo, which is very good for you. The urine, which they put all over the fields in Austria. <laughs> very big of putting the, the <laughs> cow urine all over the place there. So you've got this urine that you're putting in. You've got this poo you're putting in. And that's a natural way that it's been done on this planet forever. You know, when the bison were running around, they were pooing um, and all the rest of it. And they were creating the part of that whole ecosystem which was helping refeed the earth. And if you don't have cows and chickens and all the rest of it, then um, you don't get that, that cycle going on. And you don't get that nutrition, which is very, very important for a human. Now, a human's only got one stomach, where a cows got many. So, a, hu- uh, a human can't do what a cow can do, and it can't process the cellulose or whatever it is. Um, again, there's just is so as much. Well,
0: by the way, <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, human communities smell like just like cattle communities, and I mean, it just wouldn't be all that much fun to live in. Um,
1: and- yeah, I mean, there's so many factors to take in consideration. You've got to ask yourself how many people should live on this planet based on the land mass and the availability of this, that, and the other. Um, if in harmony, you know, well, what is the figure and how does it work? So uh, there's so many questions you need to actually start asking yourself after a while, and they're not easy questions. Um, yeah, it's as I say, it's very, very interesting. I've, I've enjoyed many, many hours of. Of starting to put the pieces of the puzzle together, um, but I'm not there yet, you know, but um, I'll get there. It's something new for me. And it's uh, that there's a lot going on and the whole agricultural industry, you know, even if your policies in America, well, she explains them because she's from America. Mm. It's so interesting what they did and why they did it, mm-hmm. the different rules and laws that they made for the agricultural community and how they paid them, when they had too much and they paid them when there was too little and they they pay them in all different shapes and forms in different Mm -hmm. ways and all the rest of it and how those processes destroyed other aspects of the chain etc and it's really 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 interesting
0: (laughs) and i'm quite aware because of my own study of politics, particularly American politics, of all the different ways that the agricultural community has been bought off by the government on so many different things. So that, that's when I hear about uh, somebody like this group coming in and saying, okay, we're going to go right to the core of it by working with the government. I say to myself, hmm, yeah, I know how that's worked out in the past. <laughs> so there's a little bit of hesitation for me.
1: <laughs> well, the, the, the thing is, it's undeniable what is happening to the soil. It's not something that you can say like global warming, oh, maybe, maybe they're testing like this or like that, or, you know, the volcanoes are spewing out huge amounts of this gas, which is supposed to be bad in gargantuous proportions compared to what it counters or whatever. And so you can go on and on and on. But when it comes to soil, it's very black and white. It's very easy to see where, how much has been degraded at what, Incredibly short time frame, specifically to pay, taking into consideration how long the humans have been on this planet and how long this degradation has taken place, how quickly this degradation's has taken place.
0: <laughs> that, well, e- even that, though, I mean, I, I'm not um, complaining about what they're trying to accomplish. Don't get me wrong. That's not yeah, what I'm saying at all. But the, the thought that just keeps occurring to me is I worked for years. I mean, I was kind of on the front lines, in a sense, of, of the whole political arena trying to make change uh, based on very rational approaches. And I learned the hard way that reason has absolutely nothing to do with what happens in government. I mean there's Did just,
1: three million people join your makes, group? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> three billion people? <laughs> well because no they didn't
0: because I was working on the rational. If I'd been working on the emotional I probably would have gotten three million easy. Yeah. Yeah. There but, you I, go. but but I was I wasn't pushing emotional, I was pushing rational. So when I, I think I hear somebody say, well it's just so obvious what's going on. I don't think obviously it's going to have anything to do with it. What's really going to have to do with it is what's the emotional um, mm. feeling going on? What's what's the emotional response going on? That's what's going to drive the thing. <clears throat> and the tricky part with emotional response is that it very rarely is rational. Almost never. <laughs> so I'm going to be mm. curious to see how it plays out.
1: Yeah, no, me too. Me too. Um, uh, it's definitely, from what I can see in any shape or form, going to be the biggest movement um, that is focused on helping the whole planet that's ever existed. So, I'm also curious to um, you
0: know is there going to be an alliance between the climate change people and the soil change people? Because mm-hmm. there, there, there's a certain overlap there that could create a natural Absolutely. alliance. Absolutely. But there's also, there, that could also create division because they're going to be the anti-climate change. People are going to say, well, if they're, if they're working with the soil people, I don't want to have anything to do with the soil <laughs> people. So yeah, it can work either way. You
2: know? But that's the thing. Yeah, there's so it's... much focus, isn't there, on like climate and environment and stuff. So mm-hmm. even if the government are just doing it to tick a box and be happy, it, it's a start. It's It's he... introducing this, isn't it?
1: You see, the thing about soil is it can solve all the other problems.
0: I get what you're saying. Climate I just, change. I, I just fixed, know how, I just know how the emotions work. It can, it work can fix all. the <laughs> nutritional
1: content of, of our food, which will make us think and act and be clearer. People, etc. can remove a lot of our, um, nutritional deficiency problems, which land up to be psychological largely. Mm. <clears throat> so, you know, there's just by working on this one aspect you can have a ripple effect through all the other areas on on all different levels. And, you know, all it requires is a bit of awareness of what's actually going on and how you can be part of the solution.
0: Well, they, they certainly have a chance along those lines because, I mean, I understand the idea of trying to leverage something in order to make a significant change. Um, I try to do the same thing by focusing on monetary systems. The difference is monetary system, that, that's a great way to put people to sleep. This one, you actually have a chance of people paying attention and wanting to do mm-hmm. something. So it's, a, its it's got a better chance because of that. Yeah, monetary system, um, there, there's no better sedative. <laughs> 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 you want a sleeping potion? Talk about monetary policy. Boy, you'll put them to sleep fast. <laughs> it works really well. <laughs> oh my goodness well this will be interesting to hear because you're going to be kind of our point person going forward mm. i'm sure you're going to be keeping us yeah no,
1: i mean the, anybody right. else who's interested in soil and wants to contact me I'm, I'm very happy to share yeah any any aspect of it so if anybody listening to the podcast wants to know more about soil
0: there, there's also um, a piece of me that says you have a, you have a you're part of a group that's only 700 I mean, there are a lot of organizations that would crave a group of 700, and you're, you're talking about 700. Why, why I mention I mean, that is <laughs> it's only in our area that's
1: 700, and that's yeah. just teachers. Mm-hmm. So the, as I'm saying, this group is going to be massive on a scale that had this world I don't think has seen before. And as I say, I don't believe many other people can do it besides the one individual that is running it. Um, so it, it'll be really curious to see because I, I have a, a lot of time for 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 the clarity that's going on in the whole group. And it's so simple. And all the people that are helping are volunteers. Nobody's getting paid for it.
0: Interesting, too, that uh, you just mentioned that the group is comprised of teachers because that's actually a very effective No, they're
1: training people. teachers. They're training me up to become teachers. Oh, they're training you uh, to become be to teach teachers. Sort of,
0: yeah. Oh, I see. Okay, so it's, yeah. a, it's a more diverse population. It's not yeah. all teachers. No, 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 no. I got gotcha. you. Okay.
1: Yeah, they they're training you to to be good at sharing the information. That's it. Yeah,
0: if they if they had a corner on uh public school teachers, that would be huge because they have. They've got yeah.
1: the divisions within the seven hundred, just with our seven hundred group. Um and literally I was on the, the 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 podcast, the Zoom call, um and you could see the number. It's mm. black and white. Mm-hmm. You can see the exact number. It varied from six hundred and fifty to seven hundred and two, or something, mm-hmm. <clears throat> during during the call. Um, what was I going to say? Um,
2: I was just thinking it would be an interesting subject to get on the curriculum.
0: Well, just, yeah. Oh yeah. I, I mean, just, if you have yeah. teachers teaching it, you know, it's going to end up yeah. on the curriculum one way it's, or another.
2: Yeah,
0: it's just bound to.
1: So, so one thing that has been made quite clearly aware of here is the difference between an ecological disaster and a civic disaster. So if you've got plastic bags all over your, your town, that is more of a civic problem. Okay. It's not an ecological disaster problem. And people need to make sure they understand the difference between the two. And um, this is one that affects everybody directly on the whole planet um obviously varying slightly between country to country i mean something like australia would be suffering more from this degradation of of um sam soil into sand and america probably as well versus say england england has got green covering on almost everything (laughs) um but again, they still do till here as most definitely. So, you know, reducing that as well. But the, 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 this country is a uh, very green, has got a lot of water and, and all the rest of that. And it's a tiny country in comparison. It's like, it's a drop in the ocean, uh, compared to say America. So, you know, <laughs> each country is going to be different. and um, the way they're going to have to adjust and, um, work within the different confines of the different countries is going to be slightly different. Not massively, but. There will definitely be differences.
0: Well, I do hope they 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 continue at least what appears to be a trend to focus more on solutions rather than on the devastation of the planet. Because you can push the devastation. Everybody
1: has heard too much of that too often, yeah. and it's and it's you, boring you, as anything.
0: Well, you, but, you, you can you can actually carry that for a while, but if you carry it too far, you'll actually turn people off from even listening anymore. That's that's my concern.
1: So, so you know what I did, Walt, and, and you know, they're doing a lot of farms in America, uh, specifically the grazing farms, is they're putting compost over the grass, mm-hmm. um, grassland. So I did that in my back lawn, back lawn. Oh, did you? And I only did it once. Um, mm-hmm. so I took the whole top, top back lawn and I put a um, compost and blooming amazing, which is, um, kind of like a fertilizer that comes from, some kind of grain which is a byproduct but it's really good stuff it's really helps us things grow quickly and well Mm -hmm. um possibly not brilliant because of the speed but never mind um so i I put the combination of these two on it and you know we've got bird feeders and things like that and i was watching and i've never seen this in my life before the birds were hopping around my lawn now the lawn is very spongy now
0: Mm.
1: where none of my other lawn which I haven't done yet is spongy at all not, it's not very at all. So oxygenated it's become and spongy mm-hmm. and, and and all the birds are eating things off my lawn mm-hmm. sure which i love you know i'm just thinking oh my gosh you know i wish i had done this before i didn't realize that you know you don't have to go out and buy a bird feed you just have to put some compost on your soil on mm-hmm. your on your grass you know so to me i'm trying to get very hands-on involved and, and play with this. I'm, every year I'm going to put more and more compost on just to increase because as you increase the the lawn and the quality of your soil, so it's going to suck more CO2 down. So I'm helping remove CO2 from, from, from the environment just by having better and better and better quality soil in my own garden. So it, I'm just trying to get as hands-on as I can.
0: That's always good because the more that you try it – the more knowledgeable yeah. you're going to be getting then mm-hmm. rather than, I mean, nothing wrong with reading from a book, but it's not really the same thing as actually doing it. You oh, can absolutely learn more when you do it. it. Yeah. That's a good thing. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you for the update. This has been very interesting. I know that we're going wow. to get more and more updates. That was an hour already. Where did that go? I know it flies, right? <laughs> we didn't have a single sauna story. I mean, that's the part that's mind blowing.
1: <laughs> well, that's because I've been, uh, Quarantine time. <laughs> For <ruin> right.
0: <laughs> so we'll give you another two weeks to get out of quarantine and then I'm sure we'll get the sauna stories again. And then we're going to be hearing the sauna stories where you tell people in the sauna about the soil and that's where it's soil. really yeah. interesting. No,
1: I've done that already. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> not not so exciting. Not, not as exciting
0: as
1: the universe oh. and everything. No. Oh, well. All right. But well, as, as you say, you know, I can see you glaze over as well. And a lot of people will. They you know, how terrible the planet is, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, in the end of the day, I, I do believe I want to leave Isabel and Eloise, my daughter's, you know, slightly better planet, not a worse one when I leave. So, yeah. you know, if if, if, if I want to do that, i got to do something, you know. I could talk about it all day or I can actually do something.
0: So. Mm-hmm. Very good. All right. Well, thank you guys very much. Thank you, podcast listeners everywhere. And we will see you all next time here on LOA Today. Goodbye, everybody. Take care, everybody.